0: Maybe you have to go for a young Bond, something like Tom Holland type of thing.
1: Oh God, no.
0: Maybe Daniel Craig will do a sixth one. Just reboot with Daniel Craig.
1: <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know if, if basically the franchise gets anything from that decision. It already has a main character who just is drunk constantly and uh, and drunkenly shoots guns around.
0: It would have been kind of interesting to go more into what now? Where, where, where the hell is this franchise gonna go? now well nobody knows
1: well the same direction as before there's gonna be some type of a minor tonal change with with James Bond yep. most likely it's gonna stick to the more realistic aspect but there may be a, a younger inner bone but, but like I do know already that there's gonna be a huge media circus when the casting starts it's going to last like two years when they di- try to choose who is the next Bond. Then there's the huge media ruckus after they have managed to make the casting decision. And then there's all, all the headlines about the weight that the new actor is feeling and how, how the franchise now has to see if it if it can make the change into the new guy and all, all this. And eventually it doesn't really mount to that much anything yeah bond is gonna stay pretty conservative character he's not gonna turn gay he's not gonna turn extra flamboyant he might turn black with idris elba
0: i don't think so it he might turn black but idris elba is starting to be like 40 now
1: yeah yeah i I don't think he's he's even gonna turn black
0: i think what would be cool would be to have a much much younger bond maybe in his 20s even to try something different, like a young Bond adventure that could be like a period piece to go back to the fifties, sixties of the original stories.
1: That that would that would be like too, too extreme for this franchise. And black. It it can be a younger Bond, but then he's gonna wear a black suit and drink martinis and be all conservative business.
0: Mm. Or it's gonna be like Shanna Lunch in a period piece. Bond, James Bond. Yeah, uh, what was that Christian symbolism in the film? What
1: do you mean? What was Christian symbolism?
0: What are you referring you, to?
1: You really, you really wanna wanna go down this road?
0: Y- you, are the uh, really religion expert expert of the podcast.
1: So, Kari <sighs> Kari 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 Kari. I, I really Kari, Kari, thought Kari, Kari, that Kari. that that you had you had picked this one up because it's really in your face. Yeah, maybe it is. The, Tell the, me. The podcast name is Lucifer Saffin yeah yeah Mm. you you play a little phonetical game and lucifer it immediately turns into lucifer and after that you have to ask question is there something behind the surname safin and rami malek as an actor his parents are egyptian immigrants so you take the shortest road and in in turkish there is the word saf which means pure Mm. Mm. So together with a phonetical game, you you get like Lucifer pure. And then you take into account that in James Bond franchises, the self introductions always go like Bond, James Bond. So you turn it it around, it becomes pure Lucifer. And from there, you notice after that, you notice the, the scarring that he has on his face, which gives him kind of a reptilian like skin. Wow. And the facial scarring. So you have the the serpent that was present in the Garden of Eden. And Lucifer Safin has. has, as the film makes. repeated notion. He has a poison garden. And then you take into notice the, the DNA hacks, which are never established exactly how large they were. But it's made a notion that there has been a number of attacks on different DNA databases and they have collected like all the DNA data. Bond makes the notion that there's like t- thousands of DNA capsules in, in Safin's island garden lab base, which, from which you can kind of get that there's enough DNA data to basically target entire humanity. This is something that the professor also kind of a hel- helps to, to reinforce when he makes the notion that, they, for example, entire black race can be erased with the, with the virus. So now it becomes a question of basically the fate of mankind and humanity. And when pushed on his a- agenda, why humanity is, is like just like people don't like free will, which was... Also, in accordance of of Satan, Satan was originally for free, free will, and that, that was to like the major thing in in Eden. And then Safin even refers to himself as a new god. This is this even in the trailer. So when Bond is like, "History is not kind for men who think they are god," and now it's like Bond fights against Lucifer in a garden of evil because because it's poison garden then there's also like the ending the missile attack which is when it's shown to you 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 get the the shot from behind the bone when when heaven is raining fire and then there's that that long shot which shows you the, the gun missile boat and all that jazz so and that's also very like, similar to, to some of the Christian paintings when God is show, shown, being shown, showing his fury. Like, for example, you know, the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah. And then there is also, like, returning back to the whole Garden of Eden, the film establishes an apple as a visual metaphor. Before they get to the island, there's, there's that breakfast scene. And it pays special me- notice that you no- make no notion that Bond is peeling an apple, and the apple peel forms kind of a string, like films like to do DNA string. So it's it's like it's it's a lot. Mm. Yeah. Like I said, the film is more interested in in toying around with its with this Christian symbolism as it's interested in in doing anything female empowerment with his female characters in post me to james bond film okay wow god
0: did you just kind of went to the cinema yeah okay this is all about christianity and symbolism. no i just
1: went to the cinema it, it was like like literally on my face i couldn't fucking escape it like they they, they say they say, say lucifer so many times that mm. like God, you, you like immediately pick up, uh, pick up like,
0: yeah. Yeah. That's kind of the, the, the Slavic way of pronunciation, Lucifer and that garden of Eden thing or the garden that was borrowed from, I think you only twice from the novels where Blofeld has some kind of a weird garden of, of poisonous plants and they threw a lot of Dr. No shit into the movie as well, but Safin wasn't Dr. No, thank God. Yeah. It would have been super awkward, like in, like Inspector, that Blofeld has explained it. Well, now, I'm not Franz Oberhauser anymore. Now I'm Ernst Stavro Blofeld.
1: Yeah. Was oh God, that.
0: So guys, cringe. guys. Mm? I
2: uh, I saw somebody comment on Facebook that um, the relationship Bond had with
1: Blofeld reminded them of Silence, Silence of the Lambs, Hannibal Lecter. Yeah.
2: Mm.
1: Yeah. That that was immediately my first thought when I saw that original trailer where it's once again like you have you have the the psychopathic bad guy behind the behind the locks in some mental institution and the good guy is making an interview. I was like, yeah you are doing Silence of the Lambs. I just felt the film was like Bond was far too human. He was too emotional for me. I think they really screwed
2: around with the with the original character. I mean you'd never see Sean Connery's Bond acting this way, mm,
0: yeah. I never really felt like Sean Connery's th- that he was doing kind of anything in particular with the character. He was just a suave, sexy, panther-like person that he seems to be. And you know, character-wise, what did Sean Connery bring to James Bond? Just that, what he, what he is. Kind of like Roger Moore, he brought his kind of jokey self, took some levity and humor and tenderness and charm into the character. Brought himself, but didn't take the character ever seriously. He just played it as a joke most of the time, with 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 a few exceptions, like in the Man with the Golden Gun, when he's eating with Scaramanga, or pushing the car off the cliff in For Your Eyes Only, or shouting at the Russian general in Octopussy.
2: Dangerous Dalton is still my favorite Bond, still even after this film I've just seen.
0: Yeah, some some say that he's too like uh, some kind of um person who, who has had the classical theater training, and that would be some kind of a hindrance to the enjoyment, and I don't see that at all. No. We are Pierce Brosnan, and Pierce Brosnan is just copying Roger Moore and Sean Connery, and I feel that he's not really bringing also, he's, he's not bringing anything to the character, in my opinion. He, he brings the vulnerability, he brings the suave and sexy, sexy side of Sean Connery, he brings Roger Moore's chokey side, but what is, what is the Pierce Brosnan's James Bond? I just feel that it's, it's the most boring adaptation of.
1: It's very serious. Uh, of the character, Bond. Prosnan. Yeah. Yeah. Like like Prosnan as Bond is serious. The the dialogue that they ge- give to him is nothing but one-liners.
0: Hmm. Well, Prosnan should have yeah. He got a shitty deal. He should have had better scripts to work with.
1: Yeah. I mean, I I still absolutely love Cold and I. Hell yeah. It goes to total shit. After that one, like almost yeah. immediately. Yeah,
0: that's a very polarizing film. Tomorrow I never dies, by the way. Many of the fans say that it's one of the best and the most, you know, topical films that you can have in the entire franchise, and smart and blah blah blah. I just think it's a complete waste of time.
1: I I don't I don't hate it that much, but I wouldn't say it's that that topical nor that smart. Like mm. it's like I mentioned, it's like. Basically, it's not just Bond against CNN. Yeah, trope machine Bond film.
2: Yeah, I kind of disagree with the way Lisa portrayed the women in the earlier James Bond films. Like, I can think of many, many women who didn't take secondary roles. Pussy Galore, for instance, comes to mind.
0: Yeah, but even then, you know, even the Pussy Galore or what what's the lady Anya Amarsova in the Spy Who Loved Me? You seen it on the top. They are portrayed as they are portrayed as strong women, but then in the end, they kind of give that up or even um it's kind of a, just the playful laughs this time is forever where you have uh, Tif- Tiffany case who starts off as a very intelligent and and f- funny character kind of quick and kind of kind of bonds equal in some way kind of the, they're kind of the having this kind of a partnership going on and then in the end she's just a bimbo who can't do anything
2: what about the um the girl from moonraker what's her name
0: Harley goodhead
2: yeah. She's she's uh she's a yeah, independent woman.
0: I'll give you that. I also give you my comment on the end that their relationship at the end is completely unnatural and they have zero chemistry, chemistry on screen.
2: I was sat next to a couple in the cinema who wouldn't shut the fuck up.
0: Oh shit. Talking. I was on the third showing or, or my third go with No Time to Die and there were some assholes who were just talking throughout and I, then I gave a loud shh. Really? And then they silenced it a little bit, no, put it down a little bit, but I could still hear it and it was really distracting. Really wanted to leave the cinema at that point or do something.
2: A couple hours silenced, the, the wife had to give like a constant running commentary to the husband Jesus to e- explain it because it was so dumb.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this, this really was a bad cinema experience to the point that I'm starting to question whether I should be in the cinema at all.
2: The good thing is that this, I don't. The concern I had prior to watching the film that the film would be too woke, and I, I didn't feel that at all.
0: I was honestly a little bit scared about that. Like, would they fuck it up? They they kept it equal and yeah. brought, brought you know gay aspects and all that, but it Correct, didn't yeah. didn't didn't feel like we must do this shit here.
2: Correct. It was good. It was like a as you said kept it equal and made made progress but it wasn't in your face kind of thing
0: yeah i was really uncomfortable talking about the whole tampon gate and how i thought about it before seeing the the film but well it turned out to be perfect anyway
1: no, but yeah yeah i personally wouldn't even have brought it up if <laughs> i had been in your shoes yeah but valdo seriously
2: man seriously reminds me of boris from goldeneye i can't believe nobody else thought of that
1: connection I I still don't see it. Yeah, I
0: didn't see it either.
1: What do you think, Carrie? About what? Boris. Valdau. Does Boris look like Valdau?
0: Mm, no. Mm. I don't see any connection, to be honest. But they're both nerds, I give you that much.
1: Nope. Yeah, but
2: they're both rogue nerds. They're both rogue nerds. That's true. I
0: am invincible.
2: They're both Russian. They're both rogue. They're both traitors.
0: They both open very large doors. Slughead. <laughs> no way I'll spite them.
2: So we will have to do the same thing in a few years when the next one comes out.
0: Probably gonna take a while for them to get off their holidays. I'm supposing producers are gonna take a long break again. And they have to look for the next actor and theme and writers and director and...
1: It it it's just a question when when Barbara broccoli, broccoli needs mansion money next time. I think Idris Elba is a really good choice.
0: I think that was a good choice fifteen years ago. Now not so much. Really? Yeah, too old. Why? Too old. Let's not pick these forty something actors anymore to act. Bond. And besides, you know, if there was a problem with the with the youth audience in in the states for No Time to Die, then maybe you have to go for. Young Bond, something like Tom Holland type of thing.
1: Oh God, no, 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 hell no.
0: But not with Tom Holland.
1: Absolutely no.
0: That guy is already too expensive anyway, anyway for for them to go for any deal for five movies.
1: Most likely it's gonna be in the uncharted movie if it ever gets, if the shoot ever finishes.
0: Mm. What did you think about the gun barrel? henrik is our gun barrel expert
1: well i i don't know i i don't object to it
0: yeah i think they didn't make any particularly good gun barrels for for daniel craig at all well casino royale was kind of cool i was okay that they didn't use blood. i was okay that they kind of the whole thing reflected the light of the norway landscape kind of nice but i really fucking hate the way that they are kind of connecting the universal logos and the company logos with everything nowadays in the beginning of the films. You just have to use the gun barrel in in that as well. It's pointless.
1: Yeah, none of that actually troubles me. I mostly don't even pay any attention to it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I I prefer Quantum of Solace over Skyfall nowadays, definitely. Really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I feel that Skyfall is... Just this tremendous trip where we take influences from the Batman films and then try to make it in a Bond film, and I don't, I don't think it's very much a Bond film. Takes influences from everywhere else, and the the, the whole mechanics of the bad guys, what he's trying to do and how he does it, it doesn't make any fucking sense. Everything's timed perfectly. He's able to pull pull off all these tricks, try try to get to the. Hearing to kill M this is bullshit.
1: Yeah, yeah. Silva's plan borrows quite heavily from from that Joker in the in in the dark night.
0: And then I didn't like how much they involved M in the story and they had have a lot of scenes where they try to build more emotional connection in uh Bond's house in the middle of nowhere in Scotland with with M and I think that comes off as ham and the, the the movie comes into a standstill it just becomes really boring in in Scotland
1: i on the other hand really liked all that stuff mm. everything else except silvas mm, jokeresk like ability to, to basically timetable and plan every single minute detail didn't bother me that much like i could just go with the film. Uh, the moment when when his escape plan also includes the way how the the subway system in Britain will work and how how one subway train almost hits spawn. that was taking too far. Yeah,
0: always at that part.
1: But but like outside of that, I I could just you know I- I- ignore the that I have this master plan that that calculates absolutely everything aspect. Of Silva.
0: Mm. I also felt that the pre title sequence kind of is a bit too masturbatory and repeats a lot of super basic tropes from action films. Oh, let's let's drive over that vegetable stand and bananas flying, apples flying.
1: <laughs> I actually had more problems with the opening sequence of, of No Time to Die. Which part? The part when Bond is surrounded and, and in in his car and refuses to, to do anything with his fat ass.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm I'm like It's called lying, you dumb fuck. You're a spy. It's you you should know what lying is. How the fuck do you believe Spectre? After everything that happened in Spectre They almost blew up Madeline And now now you believe that she was in cahoots with Paul Bo- and it was all part of Master Plan because some cyclope asshole from Spectre told you so. How can you be so fucking stupid? Just do something. Do you guys think they milked the Spectre
2: storyline to absolute They
0: dead? absolutely fucking did. Yeah. And it's a bit of a... You can tell that all of these films have not been pre-planned in any way around mm-hmm. Casino Royale. You have one organization that is le- led by Le chief. Then we have Quantum of Solace and we get to know, oh, the, this is all part of uh, this quantum organization. And then in uh, Skyfall, we kind of forget the whole fucking thing. And then comes Spectre and it desperately wants to connect all of this at all. Oh, quantum is just kind of some subordinate, some sub part of Spectre. It was Spectre all along and Silva was also part of Spectre. I could see that in the way that she ha- he Silva has like this this ability to control and topple governments and do shit with computer that easily and have resources around the world.
1: But that was also quantum. Like the, the whole yeah. whole geek was that they can control information and and like but like mostly just re- resources like that they have a shit ton of money and they are willing to bankroll like war criminals and tyrants
0: and then comes Spectre and and, and it, yeah it tries to tie them but that's supposed to be the ultimate villain the Blofeld but you just shoot the guy down from the helicopter arrest yeah. him and that should be kind of it okay well that's it then but no, we have to uh, up the ante once more. And oh, the forget Spectre, fuck that shit. Let's go with this Lucifer Safin, who's just gonna kill the entire organization in a couple of seconds.
1: Yeah, I was really disappointed by that.
0: Yeah. It's a bit... It, th- th- that was a bit lazy.
1: Yeah. And it was also, like, unnecessary in the end. Yeah. That, now, now Lucifer goes... A, a, like I mentioned in, in the recording, Lucifer goes through this this shift. He, he starts the film as a, as a one asshole who really wants to revenge, take revenge on Spectre. And then he does that in, in, in two scenes. He kills the entire organization in one and then finally caps off Blofeld, who is the one surviving member of Spectre. Mm-hmm. and then it's, the film is like oh shit what are we gonna do now and all of a sudden Lucifer is like yeah I also wanna kill the entire mankind yeah for no reason yeah I'm god did they even explain what's the relationship
0: between Safin and Blofeld I don't think they did like they didn't say if he's like a previous operative of of Spectre or who the hell is this guy
1: Uh, Spectre killed Safin's parents the entire family when Safin was like a fucking kid because yeah, yeah. Spectre wanted to steal the Safin's parents controlled the the poison island and yeah. and Spectre wanted that wanted it so they like poisoned the entire family and then never checked back on whether or not all of them died or if like a little kid survived and also never went on and claimed the, the poison island which was the reason why they po- poisoned Safin's entire family Spectre is like that as an organization, <laughs> and this is this is the goddamn organization that takes killing people so seriously that they even give their own lieutenants just because. Yep. So yeah, it 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 was like the whole Spectre aspect of the plot is kind of it, it heavily shows or something in in totality. He really shows the the script's incapability of kind of finding a coherent direction from from step one. It, it strongly showcases that it tries to kind of forcibly mix together two different plot lines.
0: Yeah, I agree on that part. There aren't many really good Bond films anyway. Like if you want to look at from a proper filmmaking perspective, some kind of a film that everybody would love just because it's just a, fucking good film whether you're a fan or not Casino Royale uh, what else <laughs> barely even Goldfinger I don't think that's such of a good film
1: yeah there's, well, all porn films have their, their share of problems especially plot wise mm. there's always some holes and, and illogicalities basically all films are of are, are shots like ev- every single time you have to kind of be forgiving towards the film. And Bond is no exception. To, to truly enjoy the James Bond films, you have to forgive them like X number of, of things in, in the plot department. And usually I don't have a problem with that. It becomes a problem when the film kind of just keeps on insisting that I pay notice to, to some aspect. And then that aspect fails work logically like for example in 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 no time to die's case you, you have Saffin comes from a family of master poisoners but then his major plan like heracles it's not a poison it's some type of a virus that uses nanobots, and the film keeps refreshing and bringing up the nanopod aspect which technically makes it just something like like a spin-off from the smart blood which also operated with nanobots and and the film just don't let you forget the nanobots and then in the final moment when bond gets gets contaminated with heracles you kind of is like you you just immediately go like use the emp watch that has also been brought up now two or three times Mm, I like didn't... EMP shuts down nanobots, Or at least it should Or at least, you know, go back to Q headquarters There's more EMP shit Right And no, no, I must die here on the island I'm like, oh my fucking god
0: Yeah, that was a bit fucked I just accepted it in my mind After all of those bullet shots And the fact that he's somewhere in the middle of the island apparently But it was, it was flawed
1: Yeah There was, there was of stuff that i did forgive give this film but there, there were there were so like like for example i was kind of forgiving or i i didn't take an issue really with the fact that bond breaks up with madeline at the at the beginning of the film because that was supposed to be in the emotional core of the movie even though like mentioned if if you look the situation lost logistically, it makes no goddamn sense. Blofeld tries to kill Madeline in, in Spectre repeatedly and almost blows her up at the end of the film and, and now Bond is, is certain that that was all just part of Blofeld's master plan because some Spectre asshole tells him that, that Madeline is, is a daughter of Spectre. And Bond doesn't even like like have have the common courtesy to to drive off with her into into some location, some warehouse, and just torture the poor lady until until he would get confirmation: is Madeline a traitor? No, it's just like I immediately believe what Spectre tells me, and mm. dump you on this train t- train station. Stupid, as, stupid as all hell. A moment. But mm. I forgave it because you know that that feeling of being betrayed is in in the emotional core of the film.
0: I took it that okay. you could you could kind of take it in several ways. At least in the confusion of his mind, that or or the or the fact that he would feel too vulnerable, too at risk if if he would keep Madeline around. That he he was just done with this shit i don't know what's up with you and if you're in cahoos with Spectre still or if you were but i'm i'm just going to stop it here and let's end this
1: yeah but th- there are like these moments that that you can can for forgive yeah or or like, like also you can you, for, for this film you can forgive that the entire intelligence of 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 britain and also spectre mm. leaks like a rotten pocket. Like since now these films are in, in shared universe, it also means that all the organizations coexist, which would then mean that you have Quantum Group, which is, a, which is a super large mega group that nobody has ever heard of. Then you have Spectre, which is super large mega group that nobody has ever heard of. <laughs> then then you have Safin who runs a small army and has a giant-ass poison garden on an own private island that Spectre already tried to reclaim and killed Safin's entire family just to get the island, but nobody has ever heard of Safin or the poison Guard island, not even Spectre, or, or the fact that once again British intelligence creates an international clusterfuck when they... Attack the island, which is like undesigned piece of land that that f- Russia and China fight over for. Yeah, I... and and when when, when MI six shows up, both Russia and China send mix and God knows what to to check out what the hell is the situation. M decides not to tell anything. To, yeah. to two countries, and then at the end decides to blow the entire island up, which would be an act of war.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I couldn't understand really what, what the fuck is the difference if the blasters are open or not open. If you fire the missiles, well, that's obviously a really bad thing if the MiGs are flying around, and it's a miracle that Q even survives this trip.
1: Yeah, and but, but all of these I was, I was quite, well, completely willing to forgive the, the film. Like, I, I was like, yeah, if if you really really want to nitpick, or if you even want to look the situation logistically, it makes no goddamn sense. But fine, fine, you know, every film has problems in the plot department. I'm not gonna take an axe with these. Mm-hmm. But then there is like like the the born dying, mm-hmm. which made made no goddamn sense. Then there is the entire. Spectre plot, which was completely lackluster, which also was something that the film insists that you pay close attention to. It mm-hmm. goddamn God holds your your eyes as a hostage and forces you to watch the Spectre pod, plot line. And how that makes no goddamn sense.
0: Mm-hmm. And, what about... and these
1: are these are like like faults in logic that I just can't forgive.
0: What about the complete Mallory brain check who has been developing this whole nanobot scheme and uh, blah, 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 I couldn't ever imagine that this could happen.
1: Yeah, yeah, that too. E- especially, especially since the previous film The franchise Spectre has Mallory going on in, in two different d- monologues about how technology should not surpass the double O agents and... How, how the people with license to kill, uh, this is something he says outright, license to kill is not just a license to kill, but a ja- uh, license not to kill mm. or, or something of some, sh- uh, some sort. And now all of a sudden he's, he's going on with, with rampant technology. <laughs> because apparently double-O program is is not enough and and the guys with the license to kill are not enough and you have to have like a technological advantage which was exactly what was what was C's argument for the Nine Eyes. Yeah. You like what the fuck happened in 5 years Mallory?
0: <laughs> and this whole MI6 having some secret lab somewhere. Well, I guess that's possible.
1: Well, kind of no it's not because heracles was not developed in secret mi6 lab if i'm correct it, it, it was never established what institution or fa- what faculty it was where, where the, the heracles was but yeah. they the bad guys break into a, like like a giant uh, science building it's some type of a skyscraper which they attack it's not like a, a basement lab of Q hidden beneath MI6 headquarters.
0: And One thing that I'm still going to... The man with the golden gun, Solage Agitator Unit. He, he tries to go and get the Solich Agitator Unit so that the, the energy security of the entire world would be... Or the energy future of the world would be, would be saved or some shit like that. And it just feels super, super pasted in and completely unnecessary. And there was some n- share of moments like that in No Time to Die.
1: Yeah, there there were. And in in the Man with the Golden Gun, I guess oh, like, like the whole whole that whole plot with the energy unit is there just so that the entire film wouldn't revolve around the concept of Skaramanga wanting to kill Bond. Just to prove him, uh, prove to himself that he can do it. Yeah, like and, and that's something which I think is a hindrance of porn franchise. That every oh like not every single goddamn time like Casino Royale is an exception here, but usually the porn f- films feel that they their bad guys have to have a, like I'm gonna destroy the entire world plot. Or some type of makeup plot, which is also the case with with No Time to Die, L- yeah. like so- something just can't be content with trying to kill off Spectre members. No, it it has uh, it also has to be, I'm a god. Yeah. And Spectra Spectre plotline alone would have been e- enough. It was it was the more important plotline, or more interesting plotline, at least. In, in my opinion and you could have just played off with that like you could have been in a, in a situation where Safin wants to kill off all the members of spectre but and, and that would have been like bone would be like yeah i hate spectre also especially since the film wants to have like this 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 line of thought that Safin and and bone are are the same Like, there are two sides of the same coin, like Safin sets out, we are not so different. Except Safin wants to kill the entire humanity and Bond does not. But with Spectre like that, that duality would have been stronger, because both of them hate Spectre. And then you could have had, like, uh, Bond agrees with Safin, yeah, let's kill off Spectre, but Safin also targets, like, women and children. Like, like the wives and, and children of, of the Spectre lieutenants, like he does, but the film never actually does anything with that. And Bond would, could have been like, well, well, killing killing women and children, that's just too much. I'm not taking part in child murder and I must stop you. Or that Safin uh, would have somehow, he, he would have used to like, he would have, for example, used poisons, and made a vaporized poison that, that spreads through air, and he would have been willing to, just to, in order to kill a Spectra lieutenant, he would have been willing to, to like for example, use the poison gas in a concert hall, which would have mean that innocent civilians would have died in, in that kill, and Bond would have been like, yeah, I hate Spectra too, but you can't kill in, innocent civilians, so I have to stop you.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, or
1: been. that the MI6 would have had like they had with Blowfold. They, they have a Spectre ace in their hand or somebody somebody who they think is an ace in their hand. And because of that, MI6 would have would have demanded that some Spectre lieutenants are not to be killed because they can they are, are working as assets. And now Bond who hates Spectre would have to protect some Spectre members from Safin because Mallory told him so. Hmm. Like, like there's t- at least three possibilities. That you could have had the plot build around. Without it going into you know. Ju- just using Safin hates Spectre And not go into the whole. Oh I'm gonna kill the black people. Or the entire humanity.
0: Yeah I guess this is kind of the moonraker point. Gotta get the Vlex the firmly on the ground. And stop, stop this gallivanting world domination plots next i would be happy with that
1: yeah i I would too like like casino royale didn't have that it was just one asshole who was funding terrorists and bond had to had to stop them because funding terrorism is kind of bad thing (laughs) and it's like one of the best daniel Craig bonds
0: by the way now now revisiting casino royale i i really paid attention to this this time to the fact that Does it really make any fucking sense? Because they keep playing that casino tournament, poker tournament, and and what happens immediately after uh, Bond wins the game? It's like, okay, Felix, he's all yours. Just take him to the cuffs and take him away. What? Uh, At what point did this turn into, oh, we know for sure now that you're trying to use the winnings to terrorism. The fuck?
1: Well, they, they did know that already in the beginning like that's that's why mi6 has to send bond to win him at at poker table it doesn't
0: really or just you know take him to the cuffs before the game even begins
1: yeah 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 that is a, is a good question why they didn't do that <laughs> since since they are convinced like the, the thing is bond doesn't discover any evidence that they could use against lichief in the poker, poker game so it, it, it can't be a question of that. And MI6 already knows that that Le Chivre is, is playing, taking part in the tournament in order to, you know, win back the m- money he needs to, to finance terrorism. As that is the whole reason why why they have to send a 00 agent to play in that goddamn tournament. So... There the, honestly there is no no reason why they couldn't have just, you know, arrested Le Chiffre like before the tournament begins or during the tournament.
0: Yeah, except to have a dictating cockfight at the poker table. Yeah.
1: yeah, precisely, because the main main fight between Bond and Le Chiffre is had around the poker table. So because of that, they they just they just choose that they won't touch Le Chiffre before Bond wins the game. Yeah, and it was good to have you back, also, Tom. Mhm. Thank you, right? It's good to be here. <laughs> you, you, you don't have to lie anymore, right? We, we stopped stopped. <laughs>
0: Cockfight ja Soulage Agitator Unit, Juoni, missä, you know, ehkä tästä on helpompi puhua englanniksi,